Good morning. Buenos dias. Welcome to St. Charles. And a warm welcome to all our guests. We also welcome Father Moss Broker as our presider today. You will find today's readings and music selections that are listed on the board in the Breaking Bread book located in your pew. We sing most of the Mass. You will find the words to these prayers on the car also located in your pew. Now please silence any devices you have brought with you as we prepare ourselves to participate in the celebration of this liturgy together. Por favor, apague sus celulares y prepárese a celebrar con nosotros esta celebración eucarística. Today, we celebrate the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. We know that the basis of Christianity is love of God and love of others. We are given work to do. To accomplish this, we must place Jesus, source of love and peace, at the center of all our prayer and action. Please stand and join in our gathering song. Take up your 
this Eucharist. So let us begin the way we begin all things, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today's gospel challenges us to be faithful disciples of Jesus. For the times we put other things in contradiction to our commitment to Christ, let us pause to ask for pardon and mercy. Lord Jesus, you call us to fidelity in discipleship. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you gift us with your Holy Spirit so we might know your ways. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the wisdom of God. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. Father, 
graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance through our Lord Jesus, the Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Who can know God's counsel? Or who can conceive what the Lord intends? For the deliberations of mortals are timid and unsure are our plans. For the corruptible body burdens the soul and the earthen shelter weighs down the mind that has many concerns. And scarce do we guess the things on earth and what is within our grasp we find with difficulty. But when things are in heaven, who can search them out? Or whoever knew your counsel except you had given wisdom and sent your Holy Spirit from on high? And thus were the paths of those on earth made straight. The word of the Lord. the light that fades 
from the letter of St. Paul to Philemon. I, Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for Christ Jesus, urge you on behalf of my child Onesimus, whose father I have become in my imprisonment. I am sending him, that is, my own heart, back to you, I should have liked to retain him for myself so that he might serve me on your behalf in my imprisonment for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that the good you do might not be forced, but voluntary. Perhaps this is why he was away from you for a while, that you might have him back forever no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a brother, beloved especially to me, but even more so to you, as a man and in the Lord. So if you regard me as a partner, welcome him as you would me. The word of the Lord. Let your voice sing out to the world that our God has come. 
The God of mercy be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus. And he turned and addressed them, If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself, un finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or, what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. So raise your hand if you hear that reading and you say, oh, I really wish I could preach on that one. <laughs> I have the same thoughts. You've heard me say in the past that scripture writers used all sorts of literary tools to communicate their message. From poetry to po prose, from myth to parable, from comic strip to apocalyptic writing. If you don't know the literary tool being used, it's easy to miss the primary message. In today's gospel, Luke uses a literary tool that is really important for us to recognize. Do you know what it is? Let me give you a clue. Think for a moment, what do the following statements have in common? If I've told you a, once, I've told you a million times, clean your room. It was so cold, even the polar bears were wearing hats and coats. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. I have a gazillion things to do today. My grandmother is as old as the hills. Your suitcase weighs a ton. It's raining cats and dogs out there. Exaggeration, good. 
But more precisely, what Luke is using is hyperbole. Exaggeration clearly not meant to be taken literally, but designed to evoke a strong feeling or strong impression. When Jesus turned to the crowd and said, if anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. He was using the literary tool of hyperbole. The original hearers of Jesus and the original readers of Luke would have known that, would have known that it's not meant to be taken literally, but there's a strong message there. How do we know this? How do we know this? Well, for one reason, in another part of Luke, it's pretty clear that Jesus does not renounce his own family. However, he does draw a connection and take in those who are believers as his kin. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. And there's a recognition that this hmm, new family might find itself in tension with the old or the original family. And we get a concrete example of this in our second reading. Paul in prison, an old man, writing to Philemon about Onesimus. Onesimus was Philemon's slave, who Philemon sent with Paul on his journey. And Paul is sending Onesimus back, but not as slave, as family member, as brother, as son. An extraordinary, radical challenge to the Christian community of the day, as well as the social structure of the family at that time. So what's the strong impression or feeling that Jesus intends to evoke with this statement? Bluntly speaking, you wanna follow me? It's harder than you think. It'll cost you big time. So, you better calculate the cost as best you can, and then you better be willing to give what it takes or to give up what it takes. You notice at the beginning of our gospel it said there was a great crowd following Jesus as he traveled. Jesus drew a crowd because he healed them and he fed them. But on this day, it's like he turns to them and to us and says, you know what, it's not about the healing and it's not about the feeding, it's about the mission of change and redemption and social healing in this broken world that we are called to. And I, Jesus, am the focus and the way is the cross. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I am pretty sure that those are probably not the original words of Jesus, but rather the words that Luke 
put in the mouth of Jesus. Before Jesus, the cross was exactly that, the place where criminals were, 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 were dealt with in an excruciating way. There was no analogy, there was no symbolism. But after Jesus came, came the sense of take up your cross and follow me. I'm not sure it's hyperbole, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's symbolic that the cross means taking on this mission and aligning my work in the world with God's work in the world. And that leads us to the tough question. How do I do this? How do we do this? How do we engage in this mission? What is God calling us to do? That is not easy to know. It's not easy to discern. But in effect, that's what our parish theme has been about all year. Stop. Look. Listen. Stop. Bring the whirlwind of your life to a halt, if only for a moment. Take a breath and remember, you are in the holy presence of God. Look. Open your eyes and look around. See your surroundings and recognize your place in them. God has an idea for you right here, right now. Listen. Listen to the sounds of the world out there, but also listen to the sounds of your head in your heart. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit is beckoning. Give her both ears. And this is also the focus of our all-parish retreat that's coming up next month. Under the title of Responding to God's Call, we seek to be in touch with God's call in our lives right now, no matter our age, our status, our struggles, our blessings, and we seek to respond to that call. That's what our retreat is all about. So as each of us does this work individually, we also want to reflect on our community, the community of disciples at St. Charles. From where I stand, I just want to mention a few things that I think are part of this attempt to align our work in the world with God's work in the world. I have no doubt that our future partnership with De La Salle North Catholic High School is certainly part of this ongoing discernment. And I'm grateful to those in the parish as well as those at De La Salle who are working on that partnership, including Judy Ludwigson, Sandy Bossom, Egbert Kunrath, and Oscar Leong. I'm also grateful to Mary Evans, Jane Evans, Jeannie Moser, for stepping up this year to lead faith formation efforts with our children. You'll get more details about that very soon. 
I'm grateful to our pastoral council and, and in particular our new members of our pastoral council, Nisbet Johnny, Marcielle and Diamili Tuz, Margaret Retz, Peggy Johnson. As we embark on a new year of leadership in our first meeting on Tuesday night, I am aware that we are in need of leadership when it comes to the important area of social justice ministry, which really is a, a, a core piece of the identity of the, of the St. Charles community. And I am grateful to so, so many of you who contribute time and talent to the parish in far too numerous ways to mention here. And of course, I am grateful to all of you for your financial support to the parish. Your generosity each week is, is well, just an extraordinary inspiration to me. So, your homework assignment. I would ask you to give serious consideration to participating in the, in the October parish retreat. You'll get more information about that at the end of Mass. But if that doesn't work for you, then I challenge you to take at least one full hour, sometime in the next couple of weeks, to reflect on this question. In what ways am I called to engage in the mission of Jesus? In what ways am I called to engage in the mission of Jesus? So to close, I just want to share with you uh, something that I found uh, humorous in its timing. Uh, as I was, uh, I, I want to share with you the words of one of the scripture scholars that I read in preparation uh, for my reflection this morning. And uh, he was talking about how Jesus turns to the crowds and, and says what he says. And, and uh, he put it this way. He said, Jesus talks tough and straight, as if saying to the crowds, and I'm not making this up, friends, we're not on our way to the parish picnic. <laughs> Commentator, of course, didn't know that we here at St. Charles actually are on our way to the parish picnic. Uh, now, we've moved it indoors today, which will guarantee that the sun will come out. Uh, but um, I hope you'll respond to Jesus' call, but I also hope you'll join us for the parish picnic. believe in God, the Father Almighty, <clears throat> creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated in the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in God's wisdom and love, let us bring our prayers forward. We ask that those in church leadership in every level renew their commitment to fidelity to Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit guide their communities with honesty and love. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask that all who serve our nation as leaders may be always mindful of the common good and the dignity of each and every person. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask that our country may find real ways to combat violence and inequality. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask that all peoples of the world may have adequate resources of food, water, and shelter, especially the people of the Bahamas, and that we do not diminish this by our own selfish actions. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask that victims of human trafficking may be freed from their captures and receive healing and help in rebuilding their lives. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask that the sick and suffering of our parish receive healing and solace. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask your blessing on the works and labor dear to our hearts. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Recognizing that the true charity requires courage, may we overcome fear and reluctance so we can truly help those in need. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. God of wisdom, your ways are beyond our comprehension. Hear our prayers that we might place our trust in you and dedicate our lives to building your kingdom. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The current pulls 
friends, that these gifts of bread and wine may be acceptable to our almighty God. O God, who give us the gift of true prayer and of peace, grant that through this offering we may do fitting homage to your divine majesty and by take, partaking of the sacred mystery, we may be faithfully united in mind and heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For in you, we live and move and have our being. 
And while in the body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Son present in our midst when we are gathered by his love, and when as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus the Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the cup, gave you thanks, and gave the cup to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. We proclaim the mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you 
the bread of life and the cup of blessing. Look with favor on the offering of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us and grant that by the power of the spirit of your love we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. And so, having called us to your table, Lord, confirm us in unity, so that together with Francis our Pope, Alexander our Bishop, the clergy, and all your holy people, we may walk your ways with faith and hope. We may strive to bring joy and trust into our world. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ, and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever, there in communion with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the apostles and martyrs, with St. Charles and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, almighty God, forever and ever. gather our prayers together as we pray that prayer which Jesus prayed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil, and grant us peace in these days. In your mercy, keep us free from sin. Support us in all of our fears and anxieties as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior Jesus, the Christ. For the kingdom, for the, kingdom the, power, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. We ask now that you would not look on our sins, but rather on the faith of all your people, and that you would grant to us the peace and the unity of your kingdom, where you live forever and ever. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And let us share a sign of the Lord's peace.
sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I know there will be 
sacrament may so benefit from your beloved son's great gifts that we may merit that we may merit an eternal share in his life who lives and reigns forever and ever be sure to pick up a bulletin to get all the latest parish news. Please join us for the annual parish barbecue after the Sunday morning mass. Good food, lots of fun and games, and lots of good company. Can't go wrong, please come. A new edition of the Catholic Sentinel is available in English. Please pick, uh, pick one up on your way to the barbecue. Good morning. Uh, my name is Kathy Brown, and I have been working on the uh, with the group who is planning your parish retreat. So I'm here to talk to you a little bit about it. We're offering you uh, two different times to come to the retreat. That way, we're hoping that if one doesn't fit your schedule, another one does. So we're offering it Saturday, October 5th, in the morning from 10 to 3, or you can come Sunday in the afternoon, October 13th, from 1 to 6 o'clock. It's going to be held this year at the Grotto, and we have access to both the bottom grounds and the top. There will be no charge for the elevator while we are there during our retreat. Juan Carlos La Puente will start the day uh, with stories about his response to God's call. And this is going to be presented in both 
English, and Spanish. He will also be available afterwards for any people who might want to discuss things in greater depth or have questions for him. There will be an art project, and it will be hands-on for the entire family, kids, moms, dads, grannies like me. There will also be a really delicious catered meal for everyone, free of charge. There will be a, a guided meditation, or you'll have a chance to take in the beautiful grounds in a prayerful and personal way. Babysitting will be provided, but children will join us for different activities, so they won't be sequestered the whole time. We're asking people to register early if possible, since we have 50 spots each day. So if you want to come, we're really encouraging you to pick up a registration sheet out in the entryway and fill it out and get it turned in. So check your calendars, choose your day and time, and sign up, and I expect to see each and every one of you there. So. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, just one more point on the, on the parish retreat. Uh, Eldon and Mon, uh, our ushers today, they have, a, they have an actual invitation for you. Uh, so uh, let them hand you the invitation and then you'll have the information in hand. Uh, and as Ava said, uh, please join us for our annual parish barbecue, uh, which has been, as I mentioned, moved from outside to inside. And as I look up at the windows here, true to form, I think the sun is out. Uh, but it, we're, we're going to eat inside. We've, we've already put in lots of work to make that happen uh, today. Uh, but outdoors is the bouncy house for children or those of you who feel like you'd like to be a child again. Uh, uh, you're welcome to do that. Um, let me just say uh, one quick word about the barbecue, uh, because I don't know if I'll get a chance to do so uh, in the hall. Uh, it really is our expression to all of you of gratitude. All of you do so much for the parish, and we are truly grateful. So a, uh, a simple summer meal is, is what we offer you. and. Uh, I decided that today would be a name tag Sunday. I decided that at the last minute. And uh, so I would encourage each of you uh, to keep your name tag on so that you can continue to get to know each other well. Uh, we do have some, some visitors and some new people with us. If you didn't get a chance to make a name tag, uh, I'll move one of the tables into the gym and ask you to do that. Thanks. May God be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This Mass is ended. Let us go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks. God. Great is your faithfulness.
Oh! 